yet another of the short Coot Street podcasts Ron and I have been doing for the month or so. This is Gary Wolf, and today we're spending 10 minutes with the World Fantasy Award-winning Mary Rickert. How are you, Mary? I'm great. How are you doing, Gary? As, as well as can be expected <laughs> under the circumstances. Sure. But um, you're, 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 you're keeping safe, I presume, and... I'm very safe. I'm a very cautious person and um you know, we can pretty I pretty much work at home and we're getting our groceries delivered, which is interesting to see what the, what what arrives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um yes, yeah, staying really safe. It's interesting because when I was a kid in a small town in Missouri, getting your groceries delivered was a normal thing. Everybody did it. Oh, having, having milk delivered and so forth. I remember the milkman. I'm old enough to remember that. Okay. Yeah. Well, one of the questions we've been asking, and it, 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 I think it's an increasingly fascinating question, uh, is, is what are you reading during this? And the reason I think that's a fascinating question is that some people just feel like they can't read at all. Some people feel like they really, okay, ought to read Proust finally once and for all. And <laughs> then some people are just going back to comfort reading like, murder mysteries and whatever. So what are you reading these days? Well, I would say I'm one of those people that has found reading pretty challenging right now. Uh-huh. But I did write, okay, I, I finished, I'd started it a little sooner, but I finished Dracula, which I had never oh. read before and um, quite enjoyed. And then I went from that to um, House of Leaves, which is what I'm reading right now by Mark uh-huh. Daniel Whiskey. Yes. Yes. I'm curious about Dracula because um, there's a school of thought about Dracula that, that, that sort of represents a plague entering England. Yeah, I could see that. I could see it had it had that feeling of everything changing. Yeah. And um, I really liked it. You know, I stuck I stayed away from it for years because. I'm pretty uh, sensitive to like blood horror and all. Uh-huh. And what I knew of it, I knew from little bits of movies I'd seen and I thought it would just make me nauseous all the time. So I was surprised at how, you know, I, what I really decided is that it's mostly a love story mm-hmm. and um, I liked it a lot. And I, I, th- I thought that the, um, the multiple narrative tricks, the journals and so forth and so on, give it a kind of mystery feel to it, even though it's not really a mystery. Yeah. I, well, yeah, because you're getting all these different points of right. views. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I, I thought it was so much more subtle than I had ever had the impression it was. And, um, But, you know, I'm not sure why. It did seem to be like a really good time to be reading it. It did kind of work with the the feeling of what's going on right now. But I had started that before this all started. And then, you know, I'd had like a few weeks where everything I picked up, I just couldn't connect to. And then I, then I, I finished it and started house of leaves, which has been on my to be read shelf for a long time. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm glad because I, I, I started, it's, it's complicated. It and is complicated. I, I just, I, I think I just had too much other stuff I had to do, and so I never finished it. But I know uh, people who admire it admire it enormously. Yeah, I can tell I already admire it. I'm early, I'm still at the beginning of it, and I'm trying to just let myself be 
you know, with it uh-huh. <laughs> and not worrying too much. I'm like, I think this is all going to, you know, start to be um, more. I am having a little trouble following it, uh-huh. but I'm trying to just let myself sink into it before I get my complete footing. And I, I think it's, you know, a remarkable read. Well, let's go to the next thing. Do you oh. have anything you would suggest? I mean, do you have anything else that you're reading now that you'd like to mention? Um, I would say, you know, just before this, I finished um, Kate Cronister's Thin Places from Undertow Press, and it's a beautiful collection of short stories with um, a dark tone and actually gorgeous writing i highly recommend it so i had already read that but i do sort of pull it out and just kind of look at the sentences a little bit okay and do you have things that you would sort of recommend people go off and read during a period of stress i really liked hearing the answers to this (laughs) question from other people and i you know i really just feel like you know go kindly you know, I do feel like we're living in a time that's um, where people are feeling a little dislocation and disassociation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, reach for something and give it a try. And if that's a match, great. And if not, reach for something else. I think everybody's got to figure out their own footing in this territory. But I was thinking that I know like in times of um, grief in my past, I might sometimes just choose to have a relationship with a word, you know, just choose a word and look up the history of the word and sort huh. of meditate on the word. And I had like a um, a long time looking at the use of the word grace and the meaning for grace and then practice. The word practice became a very profound word for me. So I'm just saying, you know, approach it kindly. Or maybe look at an etymological dictionary. Oh, yeah, I love that stuff. It's one of the things I, I, for years, I've got, for years, the Book of the Month Club offered a uh, sort of micro-miniaturized version of the entire Oxford English Dictionary in two volumes. And it came with a giant magnifying glass because it was four pages (laughs) per page. And... I, you can get lost in that. You just start looking in the history of a word and its usage over uh, generations, and it's it's sometimes amazing to discover where some of your favorite words came from. It is amazing, and isn't there's that one? Oh, I can't remember who I'm quoting who said every word is fossil poetry, hmm. um, and I love that. Sorry. Yeah. I- remember right now who said that but it's amazing how much the word still contains you know even if intellectually i know the sort of front meaning of the word it's like then looking at it and 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 really unpacking it and saying yeah i kind of knew that was in there Mm -hmm. and somehow it still carries that meaning even if it's like oh that was the old meaning and then when i was when i was um really investigating the word grace, I came across this sort of Flannery O'Connor idea of grace, which was, I mean, I had always thought of grace as being, oh, this lightness, you uh-huh. know, um, a state of, uh, of, of feeling, you know, touched by beauty and lightness. But I, my memory is that her idea is no, that grace is the moment when you're struck down. That's the grace. 
and um from from that's the moment not uh-huh. the rising but the moment of being struck down well, in, I think, metaphorically yeah and, uh, in in a story like um everything that rises must converge that's pretty much exactly what happens yeah but yep. uh, but anyway the the next thing we need to get to is what what you might have out in the world or coming out in the world that uh, you'd like to call attention to I do have a few things coming out. I have in um, the May-June issue of Fantasy Science Fiction Magazine, I have a short story called Another Fucking Fairy Tale. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have two more stories coming out in Fantasy Science Fiction this year, Last Night at the Fair, and This World is Made for Monsters. I have in October a novelette coming out at Tor.com called The Little Witch. That's coming out right before Halloween. And then next year, um, Undertow Publications is going to publish my novel, The Shipbuilder of Belfry. Oh, wonderful. Is that shipbuilders? Is is that novel connected to any stories you've already published? Yeah, it was in my um, short story collection that Small Beer published. Uh-huh. You have never been here. There was a short story called the ship. I think it was just called the shipbuilder. And I there. thought the title sounded familiar. Yeah. And you must be getting enough stories together to start thinking about putting together yet another collection. I have one in mind. I have a a. a all these stories that are coming out and things I'm working on right now, I do sort of have a, a theme in mind for uh-huh. a short story collection. You seem to be getting more prolific than you were for a while there. I was, well, you know, I was working on that novel, and novels um, take a lot of my attention, uh-huh. <laughs> and at the and, and at the same time, I think I was a little bit. Uh, stirring the pot so to speak you know I think I was beginning to feel like I was imitating myself too much and I you know just a little like I just needed some time to wallow and figure out what I was doing next and then and then also the novel because I write I wrote that novel Uh um, the way I usually do which is sort of organic which I don't think is the best way or anyway, it's the way I I've always written in the past and it just is a big mess. (laughs) And then when I finished that, you know, Mm -hmm. I, then I, yeah, it seemed like a, just, I had a lot to come out. A lot, a a lot was sort of pent up, ready to come out. Yeah. And I also read, I'm a, I always say I'm a terrible fan. You know, I usually just read like some work by somebody and I love it and I don't read their other work. Mm-hmm. But I finally got this giant Ray Bradbury collection, and uh, it was really good for me to read all the variety of his stories, and um, uh, that helped me to sort of just open up, I think, my style, and um, it was good for me. Was that that giant? There's a couple of yeah. there's one that's called Stories of Ray Bradbury. I think it has maybe a hundred stories in it or something. I think that's the one. 
And I used to love him when I, I mean, I really loved him when I was younger. You know, he was a Midwestern writer. He was writing about the landscape. I knew yeah. and recognized. I was a huge fan of him. And then I had kind of forgotten about him for a long time. And then I read this whole anthology and I was just like, oh, and I kind of remembered, you know, how to, how to find different stories. So it's well, yeah, it's been a good year for me. That's great. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad that and uh, we just I I don't I think it's been announced now that there's going to be a couple of volumes of Ray Bradbury in the Library of America uh-huh. uh, next year. But one of the things I think that fascinates me about rereading Bradbury after having fallen in love with him as a kid, which I did, is that um, and after having seen his public image as kind of a cheerleader for the space program and for uh, and you realize how dark some of those early stories were. Yes. And the the homecoming story, for example, the ones that were in originally in the October Country, um, really uh, unsettling in many ways. Really unsettling, and then balanced with that beautiful language. I think right. it's an October Country where there's something like, oh God, he compares a smile to a, um, is it a scythe? Um, yeah, there's you know, and, yeah, and you know that. See, that was all. I mean, that's what I grew up with. You know, we had one of those in our garage, and we'd cut the long grass with it. And um, and I feel like he really captured that combination of Midwest ah, um, pragmatism, yeah, and you know, and sort of the 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 darkness of the landscape and even of the people this sort of like stuck stuck in this um it really spoke to to me when i was younger and kind of reminded me of myself again when i read it this past whatever it was couple years uh-huh well great oh well we're just about well we're past the end of our allotted time so okay. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you so much. And I hope you and everyone else stays healthy and and can find a way to find some. Well, I don't want to say anything because then it sounds like okay. I'm telling them what to do. I hope everybody stays healthy. Thank you, Mary Rickert. And once again, this is Gary Wolf, And this has been a 10 Minutes with Cood Street podcast. Thank you. Bye. Bye.